video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. We're live on Spreaker.com. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony Shelton. You can join the chat at Spreaker.com. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related you've seen last couple of days. Give me something to react to. You can hit me up on Skype. Uh, Progress Bar Radio. You could also hit me up on speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Speakpipe.com slash progress bar and leave me a voicemail. Got some interesting topics to talk about with you today. I'm excited about today's show. I'm excited to be back on. Um, so, who do you think knows what the consumer wants more? You as a fan. Is it the consumer? Or is it the corporation? Because I think it's funny how corporations rely so much on data. They got their charts. They got their graphs. They got all this stuff to figure out what you want. What you want to buy. But sometimes they lean a little too hard on that data. There's a story on GameSpot right now. It's on fire. Not a ton of comments kind of on fire. But a lot of people have paid attention to it. It's a really simple story. It's Ark Survival Evolved has split-screen co-op on Xbox One. That's it. You know, playing Mario Kart in the same room on the same TV, right? Split-screen's not dead. I love the quote by um, Studio Wildcard. It says, many developers are abandoning split-screen local play, but we couldn't stomach that for ARK. Why? Because they know. They know what you want. They got a pulse on what you want. I work at the Boys and Girls Club, and the front desk basically makes the decisions on what the kids do each hour. So every hour, there's activities for the different age groups that they could be involved in. And yesterday, we had preteen time, right? Just the preteens, 10 to 12-year-olds. And on the schedule, it said Ninja Turtle Smash Up. That's what the front desk put on the schedule. Now, when you have Smash Brothers available to play, what do you think the kids want to play? They don't want to play Smash Brothers. They don't want to play a Smash Brothers Ninja Turtle ripoff, right? They want to play Smash Brothers. Kids are asking me before the time to play, before it's even preteen time, if they could if they could play Smash Brothers. And the front tells me what to pl- you know stick to the schedule, play what's on the schedule. But I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, these kids don't want to play Ninja Turtle Smash Up. They want to play a ripoff version of Smash Brothers. They want to play. Smash Brothers. If anything, they wish that the Ninja Turtles were in Smash Brothers, not that the Ninja Turtles just had their own version of it, right? So I had to make, you know, my own secret executive decision, and we played Smash Brothers, right? Because I have the pulse on what the kids want to play. That's how this corporation, developer, consumer fan base thing works corporations aren't on the pulse of the players 
343 abandoned split screen to keep 60 frames per second because 60 frames per second is so important. Can't play games anymore at 30 frames per second. We got to have 60 frames per second. That's not how it works. Okay. You abandoned split screen. That's been there since the first Halo. My wife asks me before the game comes out, before Halo 5 comes out, and she says, hey, uh, am I going to be able to play Halo 5? She's asking more in the sense of, like, am I going to have the capability? Will I understand what's going on or is it going to be too complex? That's really the question she's asking. But I say to her, no, because 343 is getting rid of split screen. And she says, oh, that sucks. And never asks me about it again. Bummer. So many people are playing online, the corporations say. Right? And it's true. I play online all the time. I play online multiplayer. I will play online co-op. I do it for the Halo games, even though they have split-screen multiplayer. But guess how I spend my weekend? I'm playing Borderlands 2 with my wife. On the couch. On the same TV. Split screen. I go over to friend's house and play split screen. Right? 21st century, new technology, can play online. Still play split screen. (laughs) Jaeger says I'm fired. (laughs) I'm not fired. They would understand. I was actually going to ask them if I could switch it to the Smash Brothers, but they had so many people at the front desk picking up kids and asking questions and all this other stuff that I didn't get the chance to. So I just did it. They weren't going to mind. Anyway, I love how Studio Wildcard can excite a whole bunch of people just by one seemingly insignificant announcement. Split screen. And everybody's like, yes, split screen. So happy. Because it's still relevant. It's still valuable. But corporations don't understand that because the data that they get doesn't explain that stuff. Alright. Skype, Progress Bar Radio, Kojima is launching a new studio and making a PS4 console exclusive game. We'll talk about that after this song. This is Dark Horizons, a Legend of Zelda Link to the Past remix by Sam Dillard. You can find it on ocremix.org. This is Progress Bar.
That is Dark Horizons, A Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, remix by Sam Dillard, which is available on ocremix.org. This is Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton. I'm happy for Kojima. I'm glad he's got a new studio. Glad he's finally out of Konami's shadow. But I'm not going to pretend there's not two sides to the coin. I can't imagine Kojima is completely innocent in this whole Konami-Kojima debacle. But the problem is, is Konami hasn't come out and said anything. They haven't made any allegations about Kojima and his behavior or anything like that. So at this point, Konami's the bad guy. And if that's the way they want it, then they're just going to keep their mouth shut. Because that's what they're doing. Now, if Konami comes out and says something, okay. Well then, we got a really interesting story. But the thing is, I don't think Konami cares anymore. I think they're just backing out of the games industry slowly. And they're like, look, fine, y'all want to have Kojima and make us and, and, and think that we're totally the bad guy. We're fine with that. We're not really dealing with y'all anymore. We're doing our own thing. They say they're going to make more Metal Gear stuff, but I don't think they are. They're not going to make video games. They're going to do other stuff with the Metal Gear franchise, because I just... I All the stuff that they've done with Kojima, one of the most popular and regarded people in the industry, you think people are really going to respect you and your business decisions? Eh. Not the way you treated him. Again... There's two sides of the story, but nobody knows what that story is. At least at least not the public. I hope Kojima comes out and says something. But Konami's done. They're out. They don't want to deal with this anymore. My question is, why is he not going with a multi-console release? He's doing PC and PS4. I mean, it happened with Metal Gear Solid 5. Had it on Xbox One, PS4. Was Did a problem happen with Microsoft? Like, what happened? Was sales on the Xbox One version not good? I mean, the only theory I have of why Kojima wouldn't do it outside of, oh, you know, it's Sony. They've always had a good relationship. Okay, yeah, that's the easy one. But I, maybe... It's possible that Xbox owners don't know what to make of Metal Gear Solid. And they just didn't buy it on there. Either they just decided to get a PS4 and buy it there. Or people or Xbox fans decided not to pick up an Xbox for that game. Or they already had one and decided not to pick it up. Because it's entirely possible... There are people who have only owned Xboxes. Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. It's entirely possible. I was a Nintendo guy for years, mostly for financial reasons, but for years. When the Nintendo 64 came out, and I had to choose between the PlayStation and the N64, I chose the N64. Super NES or Genesis? I didn't get either. (laughs) Nintendo or Master System? I got the Nintendo, right? I couldn't afford the Super NES at the time. I got the NES too late. But even still, Genesis or NES, I still pick the NES. Technically inferior to the Genesis. But I was a Nintendo guy for a long time. So I can imagine there are some people 
as crazy as it sounds, born just enough to own an Xbox and a 360 and an Xbox One. And they have no context for Metal Gear. They don't know what it is. They don't really care about it. Sony fans, yeah, they know what it is because it's been on their platform. But Xbox guys, they just started getting Metal Gear stuff. So Metal Gear comes out, and they're like, eh, I'd rather wait for Halo. I'd rather wait for this game. Like, it sounds good, but I'd rather get this game, right? So, I don't know. That's my theory. Because I just don't I just don't get why you would go multi-platform. You're a new studio. Wouldn't you want to make as much money as possible in the first game you make? I'm sure he's got enough money to make two games. But still, it's your first game. Independent studio. You've been with Konami. I understand the PS4 player base is bigger. But still, there's money to be made on the Xbox One. Unless we're talking about what I just said. Maybe it didn't sell that well on the Xbox One compared to the PC and PS4. Maybe the percentages say, maybe the numbers, right? Those numbers, those corporate numbers say that 80% of people bought it on the PS4, 15% bought it on PC, 5% bought it on Xbox One. You know, I don't know. But, you know, those numbers have use and maybe that's what they're telling them. I don't know. It just seems weird. You're going to PC, but not Xbox One. If you're going to go on those two platforms, might as well just go all platforms, right? Except for Wii U, because I can't handle it. Skype, Progress Bar Radio. If you're an Xbox fan, what are you thinking about this? Speedpipe.com slash Progress Bar. Hit me up there. How do you feel about this? And what is Kojima going to make? That's the a, that's a question. He's been making Metal Gear for most if not all of his career, and now he's stepping into something completely different. What is he going to do? We know it's going to be something heavy-handed in political themes, and we know it's going to have women. But wouldn't it be crazy if he was like, you know what, I'm going to do a point-and-click adventure. (laughs) I almost don't think it's out of the realm of possibility because... He's a he likes making movies basically and sticking gameplay in them. Which is fine. I don't mind it. I'm just saying that's kind of the general way he goes about making games. They're movies with gameplay. Right? <laughs> so I I don't know. A point and click doesn't sound out of the realm of possibility. I highly doubt he would do that. I I just think it's possible. I also want to know, is he gonna revive Silent Hill? In some form or fashion. Even if it's not called Silent Hill. No, no, Skype Progress Bar Radio. What do you think Kojima will do? What do you think he will make? This song is Light of Nibel by Gareth Coker. It is on the Ori and the Blind Forest soundtrack. Available on Amazon. This is Progress Bar.
That is Light of Nibel Gareth by Gareth Coker. You can find that on the Ori and the Blind Forest soundtrack available on Amazon. This is Gathering Clouds of Heaven. It's King of Fighters 13 remix by Jason Covenant. It's on the Apex 2014 A New Challenger remix album on ocremix.org. This is Progress Bar.
That is Gathering Clouds of Heaven. It's a King of Fighters 13 remix. It's by Jason Covenant. I love that last name, Covenant. You can find that on the Apex 2014 A New Challenger remix album on ocremix.org. That is completely free. Um... El Zorro's on the line. El Zorro, what do you think Kojima will do with his time at the studio? Yeah, I like the sound of that. Um, uh, I'm hoping you just came through. But, um, yeah, I like the idea of of him bringing back... I totally forgot he even did Castlevania. Um, so, well, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> Jaeger said no audio. All right, well... well yeah, that's, that's sad. That's unfortunate. Everything's... So- Everything's set up properly. I don't know what happened there. But either way, um, what El Zorro said, what you didn't hear, is in a nutshell, um, him bringing back Castlevania and bringing it back to his, um, basically the roots of Castlevania. The way we understand Castlevania. The way Castlevania is supposed to be. And um, I like the sound of that. You know, you're so used to Kojima and Kojima Productions and they're doing Metal Gear you just forget that he does a uh, Castlevania and I like I like Castlevania. I'm a fan of it and if he could bring it back to the way Castlevania is supposed to be, not a Konami influenced we're just trying to make money type of weirdly I I don't know like I don't even know what direction Castlevania was going in. I just remember playing Lords of Shadow 2 at E3 and I was not impressed at all. And I'm like, I cannot get with this again. I need to play some old Castlevania. Um, so, I'm all for that. What? All right. You said you said something close enough to that. <laughs> That's what I interpreted. But go ahead, put in the chat what you said. Either way. Oh, that is true. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my names all mixed up. Woo. Man, slipping today. Castlevania direction is from left to right. That's just true. Igarashi is not Kojima. This is... This is correct. I got my names mixed up. Yes, you are correct, El Zero. Forgive me. All right. Either way. I would like to see some good old Castlevania back. You can subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a rating and review. If you like the show, follow on Spreaker live every day. 
every day that I say at this point, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining the chat. I will talk to you later.